listening to Marty and the Bro. Politics, economics, philosophy, religion, psychology. Put them in a blender with racism and grab a tall glass. Did you see the movie The Help? No, I say I can't do I can't do slavery, old nanny. You know what I'm saying? I can't do <laughs> I can't do those movies anymore. The older I get, the harder it is. When I was younger, you know, I think I was done after Amistad. To be honest with you, I couldn't do it anymore. Amistad. But have you never seen that. Amistad? Oh man, it's a Disney movie too. Give us free. <laughs> I no, I it's a slave it's movie too long so, ago or something. I, I, Amistad was a slave ship. Uh, was a uh, was a ship in the uh, 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 North Atlantic slave trade, and it's a, the movie's about the people from that ship, or a specific guy from that ship, who's trying to get free, and that's where they say, like, "Give us free." Oh. That's, okay. that's something okay. in the black community, I guess we know about. Okay. You know, I so see. so twelve twelve years a slave. You obviously did not see. Hell, it. man! How who about, wants to see? How about uh, Django Unchained? Django was dope. It was hard <laughs> to watch too, though. But it was kind of hard for me too, though. I don't know. All that shit's yeah. hard, bro. All that shit's hard. Yeah. Just seeing, it's seeing white people be white people, it really grinds my gears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the help certainly would have ground you, ground you down to nub. Uh, that's all that that was. Yeah. What is but it about? The, well, uh, the help is, it, it went back to a time probably around when I grew up uh, back in the 60s, I, I'm guessing. Uh, I think the setting of it was in the sixties and what was, what was notable about it for me. And it's not something that I think about very often or, or I'm actively thinking about, but as you know, I've been, you know, paying attention to my mental health uh, the past few months, especially, mm -hmm. and that's taken me into a lot of memories. Yeah. Really early memories. Okay. And did you know that me, Gary bro, had a black nanny when I was an infant. <laughs> I was one of those. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you had a nanny? <laughs> I had a nanny. Oh I my God. Black nanny. Oh no, just, man. Oh, Gary had slaves. Oh, oh man. Well, think, think about <laughs> the times. Think about the times though. This was uh, mid sixties. I was yeah. born right about 65 or so. Okay. Okay. Mid sixties. Uh, this is the civil rights movement is underway. Um, Martin Luther King is in the news all the time. Malcolm X, Mal Malcolm X. Uh, we've got, we've got just a lot of attention being brought to the civil rights movement. And my parents were a product of their time mm -hmm. and they, we lived in the suburbs of Houston. So, so like more so affluent, you would say, cause like a nanny nowadays, if you have a nanny, you, you goddamn making some, some, some money, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Yeah. At, at that time in those days, no, it was mm. much more that your average family could have a nanny. Oh, cause of if course, that, you know, black people, yeah. right? Well, because yeah. And my, and my dad didn't, didn't work. I mean, no, I'm sorry. My mother didn't work. My dad worked, but you only needed the one. The hell you need a nanny for? What y'all need a nanny for? See what I'm saying? Y'all well, just y'all just look look y'all just wanted some nigga in the house to do some shit. That that's was, what y'all. Like, well, that's a, that's a different story. Is why we had a nanny, yeah. uh, and that actually relates to uh, another episode that we're going to do, mm. and also even season two is going to talk a lot more about the what that means. But I just think it's it's interesting that that I am one of those little white kids 
from the help essentially that wow okay now i gotta watch it now since you know we have talk about a movie about your childhood you know what i'm saying yeah yeah is that but but isn't it and and then the the other um the other thing about the story that i think is is kind of interesting is i went on a trip with my mom to um to chicago because my aunt lived in chicago and we were in houston and so we went up to uh, Chicago on a train. That mm. was that's what you did back in. Uh, that would have probably been around seventy or something like that. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, it was much cheaper to to take a train than to fly back in those days. Southwest Airlines came on later on and knocked out. So, the so you're you, you were before Southwest Airlines. I was before Southwest. Airlines. That's light flex. They were. Light flex, I hear you. No, yeah. man, no, you were here. You know, say you day one. You know, they knew to the seat. I feel you. Yeah. So we were <laughs> on the train. So I'm on the train with my mom. We're traveling to Chicago to visit my aunts, like Christmas time or something. And I was walking. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At that point time, I was like five or six years old, maybe walking up and down the the aisle. We we saw my nanny Myrtle. Her name was Myrtle. <laughs> Wait, Myrtle. on the train. On the train. <laughs> so Myrtle was there with her family. Her name's Myrtle. Shout out Myrtle. Yeah. Shout out to Myrtle. That's right. I'm sure Myrtle has passed away now. Oh, damn. But- R.I.P. Myrtle then. That's that's the new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when my mom, she was like, hey, Gary, I think that's Myrtle over there. You remember Myrtle or something? And I was like, I remembered Myrtle. I mean, I was. You're like 17 you know, at this point. No, <laughs> I was when when I had Mer- when Myrtle was our nanny, I was probably one, two, three years old. You know? Oh, okay. But now I'm six years old, but I still mm. remember yeah. Myrtle fondly. Anyway, so we saw Myrtle on the train in the seats with her family, and Aww. I kind of got a little bit excited about yeah. Myrtle. This is, but I remember Myrtle's reaction was kind of like, I didn't. She didn't come back at me with with a lot of. Uh, a lot of reciprocated love, like recipro- excitement. Yeah, reciprocated love. Yeah. yeah. She was more like, because then, and now as I look back on it, of course, for from her standpoint, being mm. the nanny for this white family, when she probably had to travel, I don't know how far from wherever mm. she lived to my my you know house on Creekwood to mm-hmm. take care of these me and my brother, these two little white kids. Mm-hmm. She probably had no house probably smelled like she- dog food. Yeah, man. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we had dogs. <laughs> We definitely had dogs. See? Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But it was just funny that, that, and even my mom, she probably didn't get it either. She was probably expecting Myrtle to light up a little bit. Oh, hi, Gary. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's not what happened. She was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I'm off I'm off the clock, lady. Exactly, yeah. I don't even know y'all anymore. Yeah, no, I feel that. <laughs> no. no. That's interesting. I yeah. I, I didn't know if you knew that I had a black nanny when yeah. i was a little known you known you for a while now it's kind of kind of interesting why you didn't didn't tell me about that why don't you explain yourself there yeah well <laughs> we are going to get into uh we're going to do episode five today and episode right. five is are are we special and um uh, i don't like to think of myself and my my willingness to talk about racial issues with somebody like you, I don't mm-hmm. want to view myself as special. Mm-hmm. But, I would agree. I would agree. I think. I think that's. I think. But it's very dangerous. But are you special? Yeah. Oh, that's a good. So that's a good. Hmm. That's that's a good question. That's a good question. All right. Yeah. 
And so, so I thought, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to, to get your thoughts a little bit about kind of tell you a little bit more about my upbringing in this regard and what, what are the things that shaped my views? And one, we had talked about in a past episode that my parents were, they did not espouse racist views. I think that they were watching television and they were seeing the images on TV that swayed an awful lot of people, white, black, and everybody. It just shocked the nation. Like in 68, when, uh, just all, all the, the riots and yeah. everything that was going on, MLK being killed, mm. um, Malcolm X being killed, Robert Kennedy, John Kennedy. It was that back during that very tumultuous time in America, yeah. right? And the images that were shown on television, my parents watching them, me even watching them, maybe as a three, four-year-old seeing this stuff, I think that that had an impact on me and probably on a generation of people. Because one of the things that you see when you're a kid, you have a very strong sense of fairness, just mm. a natural, innate sense of fairness. And, and for me, what makes racism so wrong or white supremacy so wrong? First of all, it's not logical. And that's where I think my dad came from. It's like, it doesn't make any sense that one race is superior than the other. It just it doesn't add up. But then also there's that sense of unfairness, which is just easy for anybody to get a feeling of, especially when you're a kid, because, you know, that's, you play fair and and fairness is a big thing. And when you see images on television of white people beating up black people, you're like, wait a minute, that's, that can't be right. Is there something, even if you're not, even if you're too young to process all this, you're still sort of developing that. So, and, and there's, there's something else that I thought about recently one of the th- one of the shows that we used to watch when we were kids was All in the Family. Are you familiar with that show? Yeah, yeah. I, I've one of those. I think I've seen a few episodes. I barely remember All in the Family. Okay. Well, for me as a kid, this was one of those shows that we watched. I watched with my parents, my brother, myself, my two parents watching All in the Family. To, to clarify, the All in the Family is All in the Family has uh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, the uh, Archie Bunker. Archie. See, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Archie Bunker, he's a he's a white bigot living in Brooklyn. And the whole show is him being a bigot and everybody else in the room basically mocking him in a way. I mean, the Cr- whole like cringing at his ignorance kind yeah, of thing, cringing at his ignorance. Right. And so and laughing at him mm. and how absurdly bigoted he was and how. It was. It, it was a, a really groundbreaking show at the time to expose a bigot to a national audience like this. And that night, part of that national audience was me. And one spinoff of that was the Jeffersons because the, the Jeffersons, George Jefferson was a neighbor of Archie Bunker and he started there and then they had their own show, the Jeffersons. It was a funny show. What? I didn't know. So that's where it came from. That's where Jefferson came from. It was a side character on All in the Family. And then he got yeah. his own own show. The yeah. Jeffersons was was dope. <laughs> Jefferson's okay, so was you good. Do, you watched the Jeffersons. Hell yeah, we watched the Jeffersons. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Back when, so, but but um, imagine how influential that is when you're growing up to see. Yeah. Talk talk about the media and the impact of media, and how if today I am, and and we'll clarify this, but if we just if we say for a second that I'm not a racist, well, and I would say that what I would say about that, just to clarify, is that. I am aware that from time to time, I do have racist thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
and but but I I try to catch them and figure out where they came from exactly and and then and then uh, recognize them and, and move on and 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 always try to do better. We have to. So it's just an everyday process to not be a piece of shit, and that's that's how that's life. You know, people anybody that pretends like. It's not a struggle to not be a horrendous asshole. It is a lie, in my opinion, you know? So I agree, yeah, you All know? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that assessment, but... Yeah, man, I'm no. Glad. I Think about it, though, right? Uh, so I think it, I think it's, you know, uh, it's the, there's a saying um, that out here in the South, as you know, it's uh, keep an honest man honest, right? You know, and um, I think... I think it's harder work than people like to admit to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, you don't leave, even if you have family and you and you love your family, you don't leave a thousand dollars cash out around in the house. Even, you know what I'm saying? It's just something you shouldn't do. Cause you know, in my opinion, I think you're the asshole. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in the house with you, if I'm spending the night and you leave $10,000 on your dresser and it's like, Hey, don't just don't touch that. But like, why are you going to even put me in that situation, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm kind of shady. You know what I'm saying? Like try to change my life over here, bro. You go just do, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at with, you know, most people, you know, there's, there's a, you got to work to not be a piece of shit sometimes, I think. You know, there's certain situations where you just got to, you know, like you're saying, you know, you may think some, you know, have some prejudged thing about somebody because of their race or because of the, even their sex, right? Or even because of where they came from, their accent. There's always something that kind of make you be like, of course, you know, like, you know, this, you know, look at this Asian guy behind the wheel, like something to make you, you know, be an asshole, right? And you got to, you got to stop yourself and be like, hold on, dude, kind of a dick for that, you know? So that's yeah. what I mean by well, what I say. I think I told you this one time before, but uh, I'll bring it up again because I think it is helpful to the conversation. Yeah, I was at a at a club. This was last year. I was at this dance club. Mm. This is before you know the pandemic shut everything okay, down. Okay, I know the story. I, I love used to go to this, this club every every. I think it was Friday nights. Friday nights we go mm. to this club, and okay, I'm in a different age bracket than you are and this club I oh really <laughs> at 7 30 p.m the first time i was there at this club yeah. it was called the proof the proof is what it was called uh, you hold it down in the proof all right i see you down, down the proof yeah and so i go in the proof at 7 30 p.m dance floor is full yeah dance floor is full Okay. Uh, everybody's you got, you got the baddies old. out there. You you you're looking at the baddies. You try to check you one. I get you. Okay, I'm following. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't even know what that means. But <laughs> yes. Okay. I know. I'm with so, you. I'm with you. I'm riding. Yeah. No, they, 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 the music they're playing a lot of. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, the bitch is dropping it low. I get you, man. I, you ain't, yeah, look, you, you got a cop? No, please. I hear you over here. They they was they was killing well, it. What happened at the proof? They would have that mm -hmm. early crowd with a bunch of those old white people. And then around 10 p.m., they'd start bringing in some, uh, some, um, some others. That's when the, the the sort of the black crowd would show up, and they start playing hip hop. Oh, later oh they, in the evening. They they lift the um the um dress code is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just kind of the way it was working out. They had the old white people in the in the earlier folks, and then later on they would. Um, they start playing the Bruno Mars kind of as the as the the, the transition for the light skins. I get you. Pop. Yeah, so, yeah, I get you. Anyway, anyway, so I'm out there on the dance floor because, as you know, I'm quite I'm quite the, the dancer, right? <laughs> yeah, I love that about you, though. By so, by the way, just real quick, I just want to say anybody out there 
you know, don't listen to what nobody say. I think the dopest shit in the world is anybody like put themselves out there and just don't care about what other people think. Because the wackest shit is for people who don't dance to judge people who do dance. I think that's the lamest shit because it's like you, 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 you too pussy to put yourself out there and be judged by other people, but you have no problem with judging somebody. I don't know. I just love that you can get out there and look completely ridiculous and not give a fuck. You know, I'm not saying you do. <laughs> You do look I know, ridiculous. Like, oh, man, man. Like, when, I get, when I get out there, I look, I look pretty good. Yeah, you cut it up. Yeah, yeah. No, you do, yeah, you do, I, and I, I love it though. I love that you cut up, man. Like, cause I, I think that's how people should be. Just fuck what anybody thinks, and you know, I just love that energy. So you know, I just wanted to throw that out yeah. there. Go ahead. So, uh, just quick aside. You know, one night I was out there dancing at this club, and yeah. this girl started started dancing with me, or she kind of eyeballed me, whatever. Started dancing mm. with me, and. I was noticing her dancing style. She's like right across from me. We're dancing. They're playing, play that funky music, white boy or whatever they're playing. Yeah. Hey, you were lit, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Man. By now it had gotten later. It's like 8.30 PM now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Later. <laughs> the greatest story of my life. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. So I'm looking across this girl and I'm thinking, I'm watching her dance and I'm like, wait a minute. She dances like I dance. What, what do you we mean? Like, <laughs> we had the same moves. I swear, I had, I'm dancing with her, and we got the same moves, and it was starting to freak me out a little bit. <laughs> she, was, she was good. She was good. Don't yeah. Get, you know, yeah. It was just a little weird. Anyway. No, I love it. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. No, the story is- You so found your soulmate. Night, I'm at the proof, <laughs> and I'm dancing, and I accidentally bumped butts with this black chick. Oh, damn. Okay. okay. Yeah, she was a little bit thick. She's not not you know in, in obese category and then like this. Okay, fatty with thick. the fatty. I hear you. Okay. So uh, we accidentally bumped butts, mm. and we kind of I turned around. Oh hey, you know, kept on going. We're yeah. Out there, and then for some reason in my head, I was like kind of in the same spot, and I went out and I bumped her a second time, but this one was intentionally. Yeah. But it was it wasn't it wasn't harsh it wasn't uh whatever it's just like it's still in my mind it's still kind of fun and stuff yeah and then uh she didn't react to it and then having fun like just i bumped her a third time a little yeah. bit harder and she stopped <laughs> dancing and she left the dance floor <laughs> she walked off you know and this yeah. and, and this was you know she she put the cold she put the cold ice right right on me she splashed cold water right on me right but, and, and it, so I had to think about this, like what just happened to that? And I had to think that what is it, what was it in my mind that made this okay? Mm. And because the truth was it wasn't okay. And she mm. let me know it wasn't okay by doing what she did, by walking off that dance floor with a little bit of an attitude, <laughs> but she was right. And I was wrong. And I had to think about Damn. that and think like, why did I think it was okay to, to, for this behavior? Not that it was over the top egregious behavior, but there were plenty of white people in that place that mm. I did not do this with. Mm. And I think, I think for me, there's a little bit, I think white people to some degree, we have this urge to cross that chasm and mm. engage with the, the other side of the black and white divide but we don't know how to do it and we get awkward about it and we end up putting ourselves in these situations. But then I also had to think like, was there something in my mind about 
was there some some white supremacy in my mind that made me think it was okay in the first place? That subconscious stuff. I'm not, of course, I'm yeah. out there dancing. I'm not thinking about any of this stuff. Yeah, I'm for thinking sure. about it later. Mm. And I have to conclude that there that is part of that white supremacy that lives in our brains back in the background that influences these little split second decisions. But once I recognized it and I thought about it, then I'm like, okay, I will not be doing that again. And I hmm. understand why she walked off. She was right to walk off. And, and I, you know, I learned and, and grew from the experience and hopefully didn't hmm. embarrass myself too much um, yeah. by telling the story to, to this audience. <laughs> Or, you know, by showing my face up in that club the next week. <laughs> yeah. You went back? I, I went back, yeah. True champion. Let's all talk about Gary. Hell yeah, man. We, uh, we ain't <laughs> stopping. Fucking right. You know? No, man. The beats, you know, when the beats hit me. I, Dude, out there. I love that. I love it. No, so I, first of all, hilarious story, by the way. I adore this story because it's, to me, it's really endearing and hilarious because, you know, I'm you know, I guess disclaimer, I am not a woman, so cannot pretend to know what that feels like. And, uh, I, you know, shocker, I know, right? But yeah, so I gotta, I want to just acknowledge that I have no idea, you know, how somebody must might feel in that situation because nobody ever tries to dance with me or booty bumps me in the club, you know, without my permission. So I don't, you know, right, you know right. so I don't, you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't know what that would feel like personally, right? So, um, but- in my mind, I think it is pretty, you know, lightweight in comparison to, you know, the the shenanigans I've seen in the club. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> like I've seen, some, yeah, yeah, that is that is the definition of light, in my opinion. But I think it's hilarious and real and real, real adorable in general. And when I think about, because you've told me, um, you've told me this story before, right? You know what I'm saying? And um, I think it's very, I, it was very fascinating to me, um. Like your reaction, that the idea that you would actually look back and actually try to figure out what you were doing, you know, uh, and and really assess and was it, you know, look at it deeper because you know it could be surface level, like just kind of you know probably a little little bit of sexism there, right? That I, you know we probably both don't quite quite understand because we're not women, and you know what I'm saying, you know, there's mm -hmm. probably some of that you know layered in there, you know, on top of um. Like you're saying, white supremacy to a certain extent, and also, you know, I don't, you know, entitlement. Ma entitlement exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, that that you know, I think the what's most important is that you, you know, you recognize, like, damn, this is some, this is, you know, weird. And I, I need to pull, and I need to pull myself up and try to figure out what I'm doing here. You know, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's important also because I don't want to stand here and say I'm not a racist. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand here and say and acknowledge that that it is entirely possible that from time to time I'll be in a certain situation and I will have racist thoughts or, uh, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you another quick example. Okay. I traveled to Jordan. Okay. Jordan, the, the country of Jordan, so oh, okay. south of, south of Syria, just right next to Israel. And I was there. Uh, and when I arrived at the airport, I was with my girlfriend at the time. We arrived at the mm -hmm. airport and we were there really early, like 5 a.m. The sun wasn't even up. And we got picked up. We were rent we rented a car, but it was one of these situations where the rental car place was not at the airport. The rental car place was off site. So there were when we came out of the the place where you exit 
the secured location. Okay. There was two guys standing there and a guy had my name on it uh, on a card. And mm. my girlfriend noticed, oh, you know, that's that's for us. And so these two guys standing there, they've got the Arab, they're they're dressed in the the local garb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh it was really early. I was disoriented. We see people walking around the airport in burqas. It's our first time ever being mm. in a predominantly Muslim country. Mm. And we they they say, you know, come with us with very few words of English. The one guy spoke English, second guy did not speak English. He's just but looking at you. Come with us. They what? They say he's just looking at you. Just second yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if we follow him out there. We get in this guy's car and he's got like three cell phones. He's got like one on the dash, <laughs> two, one in his pocket, another one over here. And so he's driving the car and I started to get nervous because uh, yeah. the situation feels, feels weird. Just everything about it feels a little weird. And he start he gets on the phone. He starts talking in Arabic and uh, then the other phones ring in and mm. he's telling, looking at me smiling and we're almost there. And I'm getting real nervous. I'm like, I, he's getting on the cell phone talking in Arabic and I'm thinking, you know, I'm bringing the hostages or <laughs> I'm just I'm making stuff up, you know, making yeah. stuff up in my mind. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and then we, we pulled off, he pulled off road at one point, like off the highway onto some dirt or something. <laughs> And I was like, and I, I reacted, I physically reacted like, oh my God, what's going on? And he was like, hey, take it easy. Take it <laughs> easy, dude. <laughs> it's just, we're just taking a short because if, if you go this way, you can't turn around. It was just more of a logistical thing. Why yeah. you took this shortcut through the dirt and, you know, two minutes You're later, we hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah, I was over there hyperventilating. My girlfriend, I talked to her about it later. She's like, she was like, no, I was fine. And she yeah. didn't have any, any idea I was freaking out. But the That's whole point hilarious. of it was that, I had brought into this situation all kinds of preconceived notions mm. about about Arab people, and Middle Eastern people, exactly. and, and terrorism, and all this stuff. I was carrying this all with me inside my head, and he's talking on the phone, thinking, "Okay, I'm bringing Gary, you know, to get the rental car right now. Make sure it's ready." Mm-hmm. And I'm filling in the blanks with all <laughs> kinds of. You know, we're going to behead them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's, that's why it's sharpen so, up that, the, the ax. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's why it's so, it's so beneficial to be aware of your thoughts exactly. as you're in these situations and under, and try to understand that, Hey, probably. Yeah. But think about been, the your head has been filled with lots of ideas that are not true. Exactly. People are just people and whatever. Right. And think of the the, the difference. Right. So while you're telling me this, I was imagining if I was there, I would have been like, so if I imagine me getting there and seeing these dudes with the signs, I'm like, all right, cool. They hear from me. Cool. Dope. Once I would have got in there and got in the car and I see multiple phones, I'm like, oh, this nigga trapping. All right. Bet. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to ask him where the weed at. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure he got he know what he know what look, you know what I'm saying? He got the trap phone. You know what I'm saying? He hustling out the bando. I see what he doing here, right? That was my first mind. I've been like, ah, this nigga, he okay. You know we're the pop, you know, I, I get it. He he know what you know say he probably got a whole, you know what I'm saying, like opium den somewhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I would have had yeah, assumptions, but yeah. on a whole nother level, I would have been like, yo, so where's, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, where are the <laughs> air bitches? Up. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he must, you know, this phone right here is for the drugs. This is for his women. I get it. I see where he at. And this is for the, you know, the Uber, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's hilarious, though, because that's, 
That's that would have been where my mind went, especially anytime I see somebody with multiple phones. I'm like, mm, I see what you're doing out here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you selling drugs. Yeah, so you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, just so anyway, kind of bringing it back to the topic. You know, yeah. am I am I special to to be to be able to have these conversations with you? Which I think an awful lot of white people that think of themselves as very liberal and very eager to engage and not afraid to engage, they just they just uh, they stumble and they get awkward about it and they can't talk about racial issues because one thing they're too they're too afraid to say something wrong. And on their terms, though, I think I think a, a big thing about it. Remember, we talk about code switching. The problem is white liberals want to discuss these things on their terms. And what I mean by that is in their environment and, and, and where they feel safe. You know what I'm saying? Like there's very few white people who do what you willing to do and get out of their comfort zone, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause when, you know, there's been a, multiple times where, you know, there's, I can name multiple times where, you know, you, you have came to like, you know, visit me in my neighborhood even, right? You know, there's just times where I, I was shocked that you would, you know, that you would engage with, you know, the homie, my, my friends in the way you did, or like, you know, you just kind of embrace the culture, you know, the way I dress, whatever it is. There's not a lot of like, you know, you don't try to make me change in this way or that way. You know, I think uh, um, the difference is a lot of um, liberal, a lot of the left, whether it be you know, from the politics side or just anybody who white people, and, I, and this isn't even me saying usually this gets real partisan, but you know, black, you know, when it comes to white people on either side of the, the political spectrum, I think the problem is, you know, um, is just, yeah, man, they, they try to, it's a lack of awareness. And when, actually, the more I think about it, when I just said that, I think the right white people, I get along a lot better with racist white people than a lot of liberal white people, just because of the, you know, there, there's a lot more of a, uh, uh, there's a lot more intersectionality on being honest, I guess you can say, you know, just being, you know, like there's a lot more cultural chasms that, you know, there's, we're very, a lot more similar culturally than you would think, right? You know, like, you know, poor, you know, especially because, you know, being, you know, a lot of times racist white people or the outwardly racist are poor, like, you know, and I'm poor and there's a lot of, you know, a lot more honesty. Like, I think a lot of, you know, deceitful, you know, corporate world is real deceitful and you know and and you gotta be here and hey how's it going everybody oh what's the weather like no that's the that's the corporate white world it's all fake on the outside and on the inside it's all you know water cooler talks talking shit about each other but you know for us poor people we don't have time for that we you know what I'm saying we we let you know you full of shit in your face and we can fight in front of everybody right you know what i'm saying so mm. i think that's a big you know i think that's a big key component people you know that that i think white people don't necessarily like to look at and and especially when we talk about is it you know are you privileged or are we you know like i said i think it's just about you know being on their terms you know like that's the more so in my opinion what the issue is you know they, they if they if, if they would engage us on our terms i think there would be a little more there, there would be more understanding and genuine you know and, and genuine compassion coming from that side and you know like i said it's just mm -hmm. you know black people I, I don't a lot of people i know don't have the ability to fairly interact with white people on their terms on white people's terms right you know and like you were saying with mm -hmm. with um you know the way i speak uh, with saying you know what i'm saying because they, they expect me to meet them on their terms with you know the way i speak should be make them comfortable and make them you know i i, I want to you know i want to hear this the way i want to hear it and if it's not that then i don't even want to engage with what you're saying or doing you know so that's kind of mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest issue, I think, is what it is, you know? And and when you say, are you special? Like you said, yes and no, man. You know, like you shouldn't, you know, I, I, I don't think, I think you are special. 
but I don't think we should normalize that. Does that make sense? I don't think it should be like, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be special. It shouldn't be. No, and, no, I, yeah. I shouldn't be special, but, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. There's gotta be thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people that are like me. And maybe they just haven't met somebody like you to, in the context we met, we met in a context that was separate from these conversations. Really, we were we were volunteering for a political uh, effort, and that's that was our common bond. But that's what brought us together. But actually, mm -hmm. the bond that we started came, I think, from a more personal place, maybe because mm. I we've talked about our very first conversation and how you 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 were prepared for people to be fake and you didn't find me to be fake or something like yeah that. yeah so i yeah so oh so i just backing up real quick i remember when we first met i i very much remember when we first met because i met all the white people at the same time all of you white people as far as so we were we were fighting for hr 146 and it just so happened that my congress member my, my congress person at the time was on that committee hearing and blah 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 i was you know it was it was a pretty important thing and you know when i came in I, at this time, I had I had um, and you're I had state rep. This was all exactly state of Texas. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. So um. At this time, though, I had noticed that I had limited interaction with people in the political sphere, and I had started noticing how fake everybody was. Let's put it like that. So I started noticing by this time, and not just political sphere, but you know, um, even corporate, because I started working. You know, things of that nature. So I, you know, I I just I started noticing how adult life adulting how fake it was you know and how fake everybody was adulting you know what i mean and it got you know i coming from the streets where you know what i'm saying like we where it's where you know if you fake that separating the real from the fake is a is a is very important you know what i mean in, in the culture right you know what i'm saying so noticing all the fake shit and how this was exalted was just really like you know it, it was oh, jarring God, for me yeah. yeah you know it was, oh, it was, yeah it's 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 you're rewarded it's exactly it's you're rewarded for being fake. fake they are yeah Exactly. So, so when I noticed you, so real quick, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you going. So when I noticed, when I noticed what you, uh, we were, we were in, I can't, I was, I think it was the Capitol building. No, no, we were at the, um, do you remember the exact, uh, there was, there was some restaurant, not important. We were at some place. We came to sit down and we're outside at some picnic tables. Right. So I remember specifically yeah. we're sitting at these picnic tables. I remember I was there, uh, <laughs> and I remember listening to all these, you know, white people, you know, not, mind you, I know, like in my head, this is what's. <laughs> this is why I think every all, everybody's so full of shit. I know the in my head, garden. the beer garden, beer garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the beer garden. It's right next to the Texas Capitol. This place has been there exactly. for hundred years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I remember at this time, and I know in my head, I think I was at that time. I think I just served tables, right? So I know I'm a server. I understand how this works. I know nobody here, there may be out of everybody here, maybe a couple people who are kind of important or something. We're all just regular ass people, right? You know what I'm saying? And the and when we sat down to talk, the way everybody was just real, like, you know, you know, like talking like that. It was just, I don't know. It just felt so damn fake. It was like you could just see on people's faces like, you don't even know what you're doing, bro. Like, why are we, you know, why are you pretending like, you know, why are we just, you know, like everybody like it, it was barely anybody with elbows on a table we're outside eating you know what i mean like finger foods and shit barely anybody ordered food ain't no elbows on the table eating discussing nothing it was just so like it's like we well, you know we're at a beer garden why are we pretending like we're in a corporate building you know and we're getting paid to do this bro you know what i mean like it just felt so fucking ridiculous to me so i'll be a goofy i don't know if i'm cracking dumbass jokes that nobody are laughing at but 
it's making it even funnier to me because nobody's laughing at my hilarious jokes, you know. Except one person. Exactly. Like I mean, exactly. Well, fuck it. You were rolling. And I was like, yeah, that guy there, he gets it. Because yeah. it was so stupid. It was just, it no, was so. The one that I remember is because you said something about, you were talking about working, how hard you were working. You're like, they had me working like a slave. And no, I said. Started, you kept going on. And I said, and I said, wait a minute. Can you say that? <laughs> can you say you were working like a slave and they right. kind of broke a little tension people were awkward and, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then you were like no the hebrew slave the hebrew slave <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> so, it's good yeah, shit we right the, we had a table of like 10 stiff the white people, people were like uh-huh. yeah they're like uh-huh. yeah it's like i've been working like a slave i, I do remember that yeah and you, you like, can you say that? I was like, Hebrew. I see that it's, it's, it's okay if you speak on the Hebrew slaves. They're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> which, which I don't even get. I it doesn't make sense. It's exactly. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It, that's that's why it's funny. Exactly. Cause it's dumb. And it's just, you know, like, and it was great. Like, uh, the, 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 the icebreaker. That was just, like I said, that was what, well, I was like, I like this cat. Cause he does, he's not, yeah. you know, you weren't, you were, you were willing to just, you know, just, I don't know. It was just, you weren't fake. I don't know. You were willing to just, you know, say what was on your mind. You could tell. You were like, wait, can you really say it? You know, and I appreciate it. <laughs> if, if you're uncomfortable, say, I don't know about this. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what sincerity, you can just tell when people are sincere. Like, you know, it was a lot of like, you could tell some people cared. Other people were, you know, probably on the spectrum and other people were trying to, you know, further their, you know, further their, you know, political resume type shit. Like, you know, there was just a lot of, it was just yeah. weird, man. It was it was it yeah. was a weird time. Yeah. What I remember the most of the first interaction I had with you was on the phone, and I was like, "So, you know, okay, what can you tell me about yourself? Can you just you know give me a little idea?" And you're like, "You one of the first things you said was I'm six foot seven, and you followed it up by saying, "I don't know why." You said I'm six foot seven. I don't know why. And yeah, I know that you were to look back and and you were just being goofy. Yeah. But for me, for me, it it was. It was such an odd thing to say that I was like, this guy's different. There's something special about this guy. <laughs> that's not the normal Fucking thing. Fucking whack say. is what I am. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't, like I told you, because like I, I, by this time, I don't know, politics is hard to sometimes take serious. It's hard to take people in politics serious because they're so full of shit. Like, I don't know, how to like, you know, like I told you, like, I just, I don't even be goofy because half the time, you know, first of all, my mind is you ain't finna whoop me, right? You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do, right? You know, it's kind of like the superseding thought in my mind with most people. It's like, well, you ain't finna fight. So, you know, so then beyond that, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, I just usually be goofy with white people because, you know, it's hard to, I don't know. White people are weird. I don't know how to explain. Does that make sense? There's like this weird error of like, I have to be, I don't know. I try to, I try to break that. I try to like chip away at that that fake wall that people put up, and if I notice a fake wall, I just start being goofy and kind of just try to try to um, you know inter- interject like some some abnor- abnor- abnormality. How do you say this word? Abnormality. Ab- yeah, you know, what I'm yeah. saying just try to make shit weird. I just try to throw you off. I like to throw people off. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, because yeah. well, life it, is it, whack. It just all worked out, and yeah, way, we've known each other now about almost thirty years. <laughs> Yeah, 30 years or something like that. So, <laughs> right. Uh, it's hilarious. You know, uh, one thing I wanted to, I wanted you to talk about is you told me about a time in your life, though, when you hated white people. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, a time. I don't, you know, I don't, right? <laughs> Might still be going right now. No, it's ended. Yeah. No, 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 no. But yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a time I, I hated white people. I don't, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, it's, it comes and goes more I think about it. I'm like, I think I hate white people like a week ago. You know, <laughs> like, dead ass though. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't stand it like yeah, a week well, ago. I was I mean, hot. I mean, it was a very, it was a time when you were actively walking around with anger. Every white person was the enemy. And I don't think you, you, well, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think that you walk around today with those, with that set of that mindset, but mm-hmm. there was a point in time, maybe it was after you got out of jail, uh, some experience that you had, maybe it was before you went into jail, mm. your experiences back in your neighborhood that you really thought white people were the enemy. We were the 5% or the. Oh, uh, the 10%. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I was, uh, this is around, yeah, this is pretty much right after I had, around the time I got shot, right? You know, that area right before right before I went to jail, um, bro, you know, when I yeah. got shot, right? So, yeah, yeah man, I'm yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, check out uh, episode four of the podcast, right? But, um, yeah, man, I was I, I met a guy, I ran into a guy um, named Pure. Um, shout out Pure. I don't know what he's doing now, but he was a he was a five percenter and um, and. I guess a quick synopsis of what five percenters believe, and actually, I, this is kind of a gross oversimplification. So don't you know? Don't completely take it this way. So, um, long story short, is five, what a five percenter is. They're, they're kind of stemmed off of the Nation of Islam, that that whole movement. Um, you know, black people, especially you know, when black people we came here, we, we we were stripped of our culture, right? So then you know, there's you know, that's where the whole Moors and the Nation of Islam, these all these groups um, are black people trying to find, get, grab, you know, hold an identity as Americans, as Black Americans, right? Because, like I said, you know, you know, we don't really have a culture or identity necessarily, right? But um, so you know, one of the groups that that you know that's splintered off from all those attempts at you know, you know, unifying you know Black people, you know, in America was the Five Percenters, which is kind of like the Nations of Gods and Earths. What they believe is basically uh. The black man is 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 God or you know a creator, right? And the black and the white man is Satan or destroyer, right? And um and not necessarily um I don't want to and I don't want a straw man being goofy. I'd be like you know they believe that white the you know, white man's devil and black man's God, but it's a little deeper than that, right? I don't want to completely um not give them their due. They're not they don't they're not like they don't believe you should like kill white people or not. They just believe that white people have you know an evil spirit, right? You know and and I. I to be honest with you, when I was talking met this guy and talking to him, I had to conclude he was correct at the time. You know, I was like, you know what? Say it makes a lot of sense, my brother. You know what I'm saying? And and it was actually around the time I'd first, you know, I had uh like I said I just got shot. I before I got shot, my mom had passed away and I'd gotten real a lot more religious and you know, I had I'd really really attempted to try and find my way, right? I just got out of the street life, you know, then then I had been shot. So then I was like, well, if God is real, he's a dick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For this shit here, you know? So I started really, you know, kind of looking at different alternative things. And um, I found the, the nation of uh, uh, the five percenters, right? And, and, for me, it was it was really I don't know. They spoke a lot of truths, and you know, like I said, growing up at this time, you know, looking back now, uh, knowing in this area I was living in, um, I lived off court at this time. I lived off corporate in Bel Air, which is like Chinatown. Which, um, quick aside, the guy there was a guy who um, was arrested 
right recently for storm the capital his name's like tram or tam q or something like that 100 percent have been arrested by that guy in houston on everything i love thousand percent he used to work in the corporate area guaranteed uh, somebody you could fact check me i know it's him I, whatever this um the, there's a guy they, from they, houston they arrested you you've been yeah i've been arrested cop? I, the, the cop who got who 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 stormed the capitol you know um the, the asian guy he, mm. he 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 policed um corporate in bel-air area hundred percent same guy hundred per okay. hundred thousand percent that's the guy um who's he's he, yeah yeah man you know and yeah he's a racist asshole just like most of them are you know what i'm saying like i've been saying like yeah I, I hated white people at the time the more i think about it i'm starting to like y'all right now you know think about all the goddamn you know bullshit right you know well you know speaking of that the one thing that you said to me when we were canvassing we, we were just talking like like we talk yeah and you said there's nobody that's angrier than an old black man mm, yeah and and you explained that that you know there's there's nobody angrier because by the time you're if you're an old black man you have endured racism your entire life injustice unfairness and you are pissed there's no coming back you you're you're done you're over it you're not being nice to any white person yeah whatever yeah and no then, it's true and then later on in that day <laughs> Later on that day, I remember we we had approached this these two guys in a truck, mm -hmm. in like a pickup truck. Yeah, and we were going to give them give them some flyers, ask them to vote for you know for the candidate we were supporting, and the behind the wheel was a younger guy, younger black guy, and in the passenger side was an old black guy. Mm -hmm. And you went over, hey, just one second, brother, we just want to give you this. We'll tell you to vote for you know da da, and the black guy in the passenger seat was just like looking at me like. Getting <laughs> like starting to yell stuff, getting belligerent, yeah. and I'm just kind of standing to the side. I'm letting you do your thing, yeah. and 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 with the younger guy right there. But then when we walked away, you're like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the black man, super angry. And I was like, damn, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, well, I, I I feel it too. I feel it also. I think I was telling you about like it's like it's like a horse. It's like breaking a horse, right? You know, that's why I've I've, I've liken it to because I feel myself being broken every day. You know what I mean? Like, and what I mean by that is when I was younger, you know, it's kind of like you know when you're younger, you rebel, right? You rebel from the bullshit from society, and that's what you know we all do as a kid, right? And the older you get, the more you start to conform from the bullshit. Well, imagine if that society you're rebelling from is a society who does not want to see you succeed, who, you know, believes that you're inferior in every single you know way possibly possible. Right. And that's what, you know, us as, as black men have to deal with. So, you know, these are people fighting for their rights, fighting for their freedom, you know, fighting racism, you know, fighting to, to be employed, fighting for, you know, fighting for all these things. And not just from, um, a lot of times it's not just from white people. It's also from, their community too, but you know, it all, it all is, has to deal with trying to fit into white society. Right. So, you know, after a while they just get bitter and it's like, man, fuck this white man. You know what I mean? Like, I know some of the, like I tell people all the time when I say racist, you know, it's more so prejudice. Some of, some of the most racist slash prejudice people I've ever met in my life are like old black guys. And I get it. You know what I mean? I completely understand. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. I'm like, no, nah, man, I, you know, I went through what you went through, you know what I'm saying? Being, you know, holes down, you know, and, and, you know, shit like that back in the, you know, 60s. And, you know, because these people are still around. People act like these guys are, you know, everybody from that era is dead, you know what I'm saying? Which is ridiculous. You're alive, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of people from, you know, that, that's been fighting for a long time that are still around and they're just like, you know, have had it up to here with all these bullshit ass, crack ass, crackers, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, yeah. and that's more so what I've, you know, 
And if you talk to them, that's what you notice. Like, like I said, like even like my dad, like there's a lot of these little isms and you know little sayings I've learned from my you know from my dad, right? You know, I told you my dad told me he was like you, you know he told me I think I was around like ten, maybe nine. He was like, "You're going to go to jail at least once in your life." Straight up, my mom was hot. My mom did not like that shit. She was like, "I can't believe you telling my baby to," you know. My, my even uh, got down to like she she called up her dad. You know, and was like, you know, and, and got him to come over and talk to me. Like, that's not true. I've never been to jail, which I learned later is a fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what, I'm you know what I mean? No, but, you know what I'm true, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they just fill in my head with this propaganda. But I understand what my dad was trying to do. He was just trying to, you know, be honest with me about it's not about like trying to, you know, break me in or nothing. He was just trying to tell me about what's really, you know, preparing me for what's really, you know, how does, yeah, this is real, bro. Yeah, man, you're probably going to, you're going to be in a situation you don't want to be in, son. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, and I, after, you know, being in it, I deeply understand now, like, it's funny, when I was younger, I had a lot more, you know, I'm going to say more love, but I had more understanding for my mom's situation. And, you know, when she would feel sad and like, not like when my dad say some shit like that, I felt for her more. I was like, oh man, why my dad tell me that? You know, my mom's mad now. You know what I'm saying? I feel that way. The older I get now, I'm just like, God damn, dad, I feel you, my G. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. I wish I did. I wish I could, you know what I'm saying? God damn, you were right. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. You yeah. know, so many situations. Like, I used to listen to my dad say all the time, nobody listens to me. Nobody listens to me. Nobody want to listen to me. Nobody want to listen to me. But now, I'm 30, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm like a broken record with him. I'm like, oh my God, nobody's listening to me. Nobody wants to listen to me. And I was like, oh, because I'm poor and I'm, I'm a poor black man. What the fuck? Why would they listen to me? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I, there's, I have no proof that that anything I say means anything. You know what I'm saying? Where's your money, nigga? Right? You know what I'm saying? That's usually, and people may not say that, but that's that's how people, that's their actions, right? That's how they treat you, you know? So, and, and realizing that, you know, like for me, it's just, it's one of those like, wow, damn. Yeah, fuck white people and everything they stand for. This whole capitalist bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, this isn't even, I believe... Like I told you, I believe that black people, I believe that we are the number one capitalist and we we have what we have bought hook, line, and sinker into the cap into into this system, and that's why we're so fucked, right? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we're bought to a system that doesn't that wasn't designed for us, right? You know? Yeah. And uh well, I, I, I want to ask you though, when you're walking the world today, like if you go to the gym, you go to the boxing gym, mm -hmm. are you and the owners white i assume i think uh and there's 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 a mixture of people in there i'm sure some of them are white some of them are non-white not white black hispanic whatever when you when you're in that situation or you go to heb or whatever and you see white people i mean you're not what, what are you what am i thinking what am i feeling yeah yeah what are you what are you thinking it all or, it really all depends man sometimes like i mean most of the time like at the gym, like, like at, at, you know, shout out Richard Lord, Dean Austin, go check out his boxing gym. It's the shit. He's great. But um, like somebody like him, I don't, I don't, you know, because I think it's about, I know, you know, the environment there and it's more of a peace of mind going there to, you know, do specific things there. Right. I don't really, you know, the color of people doesn't really matter. Right. If that makes sense. Now, depending mm -hmm. that where, where that's different, where it's different is like if I'm riding around or walking around, like, for example, me riding in my beat up ass, barely, you know, moving, you know, Toyota Solora, which has been, you know, discontinued, right? You know what I'm saying? Like fucking paint peeling off that bitch. You know, me riding around in that and seeing a guy next to me in a Tesla, a white boy in a Tesla who's, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, just sitting there, you know what I'm saying, in great shape. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do get a lot more bitter at some shit like that. And for me, it's a lot more about, it's just like, I start to think about, 
all the white people I've encountered in my life who who are a lot like, you know, who I have no idea how he got what he got. But, you know, when I encounter white people, I notice a lot of time it's they ain't do shit. They just exist in the world. And, you know, what I'm saying, you know, because of the you know decisions, you know, because of the way that things were set up around them, not necessarily and very tangentially, like a couple small decisions they've made in their life, you know, not really anything really they've done, you know, decisions that were made around them, that the system set up around them, you know, what I mean, like the, the mm-hmm. opportunities supported yeah. around them, these things. Mm-hmm. Now they're in this situation versus somebody like me, where it's like, you know, I have, you know, I'm over here calculating, you know, what I'm saying like, okay, man, don't pay this so I can afford this over here. And if I work hard enough here, maybe I get promoted here like really trying hard to you know trying to figure a way up and out you know what i'm saying and, and mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit i get real 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 goddamn bitter at you know when i th- look at it and this it, like i said it depends on the situation right you know what i'm saying like or yeah. even like at work like i told you like the idea like i can't stand i don't like to even talk about you know you know work like or like you know um girlfriend right now likes to talk about the job and it's one of those things that trigger me immediately. I get so triggered by talking about work and or especially her talking about work. And for me, it's just because, you know, fuck slaving for these goddamn white people. So I look at it because it's like, you know, I know that you're not I don't get then She's not going to benefit anything, you know, from from at all doing doing any of this. Like she's getting a paycheck, but they're not even paying her what she's worth. Right. There's just this whole the whole system's fucked. You know what I'm saying? And. And she, there's, she'll never be moved up, you know, not only because she's black, but because she's a woman, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, sexism mm-hmm. is a, is, you know, your goddamn life. You'd believe it's not real. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's just all these, there's all these, you know, disparate factors that I think of, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of it is, you know what I'm saying? It is on some white people shit. Cause in, you know, in a, in the black community, that wouldn't necessarily, a lot of the, a lot of the things that are issues in the white community aren't issues in the black community, in my opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's. We talk about sexism, you know, it's more so, in my opinion. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. A lot of things that there are issues in the white community that in among are, whites there, are not issues. There, there's just, it's what? a different, it's different. Like sexism is a different thing. Like there's a lot more of a matriarchy, you know, black, you know, black culture is a lot more of a matriarchy. I believe we have a lot more respect for, you know, uh, or when I say respect for women, I mean, like we're, we're willing to put them in, you know, positions higher, you know, saying than um mm-hmm. than white people right you know what I'm saying we're a lot more you know what I'm saying like there's there's you know there's like those unbroken codes like of you know like the like big mama house or whatever you know what I'm saying like a lot of times there's a lot of you know off limits areas and situations even in the streets right you know like uh, um the the norm is for you know what I'm saying the, the women and children to you know we call them civilians in gang life right there they are not to be t- you know to be messed mm-hmm. with it's it's un it, when, when when a civilian gets harmed you know what I'm saying like that's a violation in the streets too right you know what I'm saying that's you know that's not the norm you know what I'm saying the norm is mm-hmm. you know you know you know like if like and you know even if we look at school you know what I'm saying if you look at a black school shooting usually it's just somebody some kid shooting some other kid for some shit that kid did to this kid or some gang shit right you know when white people they're like you know um you know i hate my house and and i get bullied sometimes so i'm gonna murder everybody around me like you know what i mean like it's just this weird you know like it's just a different culture is different, different brand of a different brand of anger and violence yeah yeah and, and, it's, and yeah well, well it's like it's like we white people have this weird like it's like a weird like almost um um, I don't know how to explain. I don't want to say like, you know, it's like a privileged notice me senpai type energy they have. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you know, things are not going right. You know, what y'all do? Storm, storm the capital. This weird shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's this, there's this real, like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's, you know, I'm being bullied at school. Kill everybody. Like this weird, like, 
let's talk about over the top, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck y'all yeah. doing over there? You know, versus black people, it's like, you know, this nigga's bullying me. I'm gonna shoot that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, him specifically yeah. is getting his work. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm gonna get my homies to jump him, whatever it is. Like, we're not, I'm not finna, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not finna fuck up the entire, you know what I'm saying, an entire school for this one kid. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, it wouldn't make any, that wouldn't make any sense. For it doesn't make no goddamn know. sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, um, like I said, it's 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 a there's a, just these cultural differences that that really you know that really when they show themselves to me like it, for me at least you know I think what it is and I say white I think I think we kind of I can't I say in white culture but really I think it's I think right now in America we have to kind of you know look at and be honest about white culture is capitalist culture if that makes sense you can't really separate white you know it's just kind of synonymous right you know what i'm saying that you can't really separate those things necessarily does that make sense and i believe that since we're forced to i don't think that's our natural state or maybe even not humans natural state in general to be capitalist or this like kind of selfish you know prop. yeah i would i imagine for most of our for human history i imagine we didn't live in single house, single household family, you know what I mean? Situations. I doubt. Yeah. Probably a lot, from a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just would imagine, I don't know for a fact, but I would imagine that's not how we as human beings, you know, evolve. So that's probably, you know, just little things like that where we have, you know, everything's like, this is my family and my land and my, this and my, you know, this whole weird, you know, I, 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 you know, um, mentality that America, you know, America, Americans, mostly, like I said, white goods, this is predominantly white, you know, this is, um, that's white culture, right? You know what I'm saying? I think that's really more so the problem. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's black people's natural state. I don't think that's our, our natural state is to be selfish, you know, pieces of shit. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not saying for sure that's what white people's natural state is, but you know, y'all damn sure want that, you know, but um, not you for sure, but you know, the culture, right? As a whole, the community, the capitalist culture. And I think, you know, black, black people, I think it's, probably one of the worst things, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, because it's so uh, out of the natural, you know, realm of us. Like, I think, you know, I think it really super, you know, negatively impacts the culture, you know what I'm saying? Not just for black people, white people too, but super negatively impacts black people. Cause we can't, you know, we're, we can't, we don't have the ability to have and to own anything, nothing. We don't own shit, but we're still running around here talking about this is my, this, you know, that's why instead of, you know, like we, we rep the city, you know, I, I rep my, I'm from the Southwest. It's my hood. That's my city. Even though I don't have any ownership over that, but that's, you know, that comes from that capitalist, that owner, even though we don't have the ability, we don't have the ability to actually own anything. So I'm just going to rep this hood. You know what I'm saying? It's mine. You know, that's our way of, mm-hmm. you know, you know, of, 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 of intersecting that capitalist culture within the culture. Right. And I, I, like, I don't know. I know maybe I'm getting a little deep into the weeds and a little off here, but you know, I think there's some, I think there's some some fertile ground in that area, you know. So yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Let me ask you about something that people have wanted. I think people that listen to this podcast or listen to the show that they want to know. The white people that listen to it, they're going to want to know. It's it seems almost ridiculous to me. I think because largely it misses what's really important. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they want to know is, well, help me, help me understand what I'm doing wrong and how to be better. Because every time I think I'm doing the right thing, I get slapped down. The tone police comes mm-hmm. and reprimands me for using the wrong word here. I said at black instead of African-American. I said African-American instead of black. I, you know, I, I'm like caught here. I, yeah. I feel like. Uh, you know, next thing you know, I'm going to be canceled for yeah. this, that, or the other thing. So. 
I think I, I think, know it's it's not on you, but I mean, let's just go ahead and well, let's get it. Have a little conversation. No, let's get it. About, let's get it. No, yeah. I, I like I like it because I, I think you know I think I think there's a I think people miss the forest for the trees, right? You know, as far as um um, so if you're getting shit, yeah, if you're getting shit on Twitter, you got to remember that ninety percent of those people, not even ninety percent. I'm not even. I don't. I'm not pretending to know how many people are real or fake. First of all, Twitter. Or the internet is not real. What I mean by it's not real is no nobody has the same energy on the internet as they would in real life. Nobody. That's not how this world works. And and what I mean by I, I can prove that to you by for for example in school. I, I learned at a young age real quick that because I used to get bullied, right? You know, when I was yeah, I grew up real poor. My mom, my, I had three sisters. I grew up real poor, so I used to even I, I used to when I went to schools with dress code, I sometimes have to wear my sister's shirts with ruffles on the collar, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I we didn't have any. I, this was the only shirt I could wear, right? You know, and um and I of course bullied and that, ridiculously. And that's, why you're gay? and that's why what? That's why you're gay, <laughs> right? That's hilarious. No, right, but um, I would get the, bullied. The, the fluffy shirt, the pirate shirt from Seinfeld. No, that's yeah, no, I get. Okay, I get what you're going. Yeah, no, it would. It wasn't that f- fluffy. It was just like small, like you know, like you know, girl yeah, collar shirt. I, I, I don't explain I, yeah, it. Whatever. I'm from just, I'm making it since in middle school. Joke. Exactly. No, for Not sure. For sure. Wrong with being gay. By yeah, means. hilarious joke though. I like yeah. it. I like it. But so <laughs> so this would happen. So so this would happen. And what I learned real quick was. How how I how I would stop bullying? What, what I had I had an epiphany because I get bullied in class and I'd be sitting there in class sad. And I remember one kid was bullying me one day and then he went to the restroom and I was like, like I was irate and I was just like, fuck this dude, you know what I'm saying? So I went to the restroom to follow. Him. I went after him in the restroom. Was like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like this is middle school. I remember like, fuck that. I'm so mad. I fought him in the restroom, right? You know what I'm saying? Well, I tried to. Hey, you know, hey, I wanted. Hey, is it? Are everybody's black here? Or black and white? Yeah, we're all black. We're all black. We're, this okay, is a black okay. school. It's middle school. It's Albert Thomas Middle School. I went to fight him in the restroom, and um, I noticed that he was, his energy completely changed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, no! I was just joking. I was just this, and I was confused. I remember as in middle school, I was just like, so. He was making fun of me in class, but now he doesn't. What is it? And I remember it's the crowd. You know what I'm saying? The crowd is why he's acting like this. You know what I'm saying? So I, so from that point on, like when I was in school, like, you know, I, I get bullied. You know, when people just try to play me because I'm not really much so much of a like, I don't, you know, you know, there's a lot of cap. You know, I if I'm not really one for the, you know, talking shit like, you know, back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I just get real. I get kind of violent. I don't know. I just get, I want to fight you. If you start playing me, I want to fight. Right. So, that, you know, cause I, that's just how I, you know, grew up or whatever. Right. So I would catch people by themselves. You know, if you have that, if you have energy for me talking shit, I would catch them. Not always in the restroom in the hallway. I just wait till people by themselves and then address them because there's no crowd there. Then, you know what I'm saying? Their energy always has never failed. It always changes. It's never like, cause you know, if you, if you, if you come at somebody, it's like, you make fun of me. What's up then? You want to fight? And there's people around, especially women. Dude's going to be like, yeah, let's fight then. What's up? But when they're by themselves, all that, you know, they're like, I don't know if I, you know, do I want to get I my ass whooped by myself? Yeah, dude. They start to think, you know, start to think of these things. Do I really want to possibly get my ass whooped and nobody see, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's, you know, they just start to weigh those things and they'd rather not do it is what I've noticed. And it's the same thing on the internet. It's the same exact premise, right? You know what I'm saying? So you, you can't have real conversations on the internet because there's a crowd. You get what I'm saying? There's a perceived crowd there. You know? Sure, sure, of course. But what about back and what about out there in the real world? Because I think, you know, again, we're not so, talking about Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. When we're, well, I think that's I mean, all. Well, we, we partially are. I, but I think that's, that's where a lot so, of those conversations. So I think that's really the only places where it really happens. I don't think it really happens so much in the real world as much. Like, I don't think, you know, as much. 
I think when white people are being sincere, black people can tell and we let bullshit slide, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, people are going to be insensitive of cultures, but like, you know, black people, we ain't dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like black people know when a white person is just, you know, they don't quite understand. They're just being white. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a little cringy. Like there's a difference between like cr- white people trying to relate and being a little cringy. It's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's different than, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's different than than white people trying, you know what I'm saying? Appropriating and, and just doing certain things, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and when I mean appropriating, it's like, you know, taking the, the, the most hood of our culture, using that, and then, you know, not actually giving these hood niggas an opportunity in any aspect of society, right? I think those are more so what people have to worry about. People worried, if you're worried, if you're worried about, like, I, this is um, to white people, for sure. Um, hear me out and you have to believe deep in your heart, you know what I'm saying? And when I say this, fuck any of these niggas that's talking about, oh, African-American, black this, like, fuck all that type of shit. What matters is what you're really doing out here, right? Your actions, fuck all this, bro. This None of this matters. I promise you real real people, real not just black people, real people don't care about any of this shit. The internet's not real. I promise you, you know what I'm saying? None of that shit's real. What really matters is what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? What are you, you know say, are we, are we just, ta- are we, are we posting? If you're posting Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter, and you're blacking out your profile pic or whatever, and whatever the fuck trend it is to support black people, you know what I'm saying? If you're doing that and then also, you know what I'm saying, and also wanting to speak, you know, speaking on if you're speaking on black, you don't you don't ever try to actually, you know, you have like for example, like um a um a news site or progressive news site or whatever the fuck, you you have some kind of platform and you're not platforming, you know. Black people, not just not not black people who are you know who talk white and they wear glasses and they're you know not not them black people. I'm talking about niggas. You're not platforming people who really got something to say. You know what I'm saying? Then then that's what that's where that that disingenuous. That's where you get the you know people you know people start nitpicking your bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because they because they know you're full of shit and then start you know trying to trying to find anything that it's like I don't like this dude. What is he doing? Look at him. Look at this. Look at that. Look at you know what I mean? That's kind of where that comes from. If you notice the people who don't, there's a lot of. There's a lot of white people who don't get that same energy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and be saying just this fucked up shit, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you notice like the black community don't go at Joe Rogan. That's only white people that be like, Joe Rogan's racist and this, you know? Black community's like, yeah, no, he good. You know what I mean? Like, we like, whatever. You see, you see Chappelle, do you see Chappelle fucking around with, you know what I'm saying? Even though he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll roast on some black people shit in a heartbeat. He'll say some shit that, if said by certain other white people would be racist, right? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's 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 less about, you know, it's about how sincere and, you know, what's how are you really interacting with black people? How far are you doing it from a from a safe spot, you know what I'm saying? Like like looking in it like like I said, like like a zoo, you know what I'm saying? And then then you 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 are full of sh- you know, that people are gonna come for you because you're full of shit, right? I don't I hope that makes sense. It's just more about, you know, saying your actions, how you're really, you know, um interacting with black people there's plenty of black white people i know from the hood that say nigga that be like nigga this nigga that but that's what they from the same place i'm from that's genuinely sincerely them right you know what i'm saying so you know and and you can feel that right so there's you know that's that's what it's really more about right you know don't don't just concern yourself about oh should i say black should i say african-american should i say this should i say no man it's more about you know i don't care you can be like hey i want to give this nigga a thousand dollars all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Call me what the fuck you want. Like, you, we, let's let's get this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if if, if Congress was like, uh, uh, I'm tired, let's get these niggers reparation. You think any black person would be sad they called us nigger? Dead ass though. No, nigga. Nigg, all right, bet I'll be that all day, the, son. White, uh, the, <laughs> what are you trying to do? White people yeah. would be outraged. Black people would be like, call me what you want. Let's get this money, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you get what I mean? Like, yeah. what what's more what matters? And that's really, I think, I think that's you know, I think also the white people that are concerned about, you know. 
what I what I what I what I'm worried about, what concerns me is I think white people are wor- more worried about the virtue signaling parts aren't it's sincere anyway. They're not really, they're more concerned about seeming like they're for black issues and not really being for them. So it kind of I kind of hesitate to give them advice anyway, because it's like, well, are you really, yeah. you know what I mean? What's this for, right? You know what I mean? Like, like, or do you just want to see do you just want to I don't know. What what about, you know, people like like me, I guess I would say, or people that went to my high school and then mm. now they're out in the world, they're in their fifties. They, they were like me. They came, they grew up in the sixties, seventies and they, they don't, they're not, if they are, they, they might be like me where they would have racist thoughts, whether they catch them in time or not is, I, I have no mm-hmm. idea. I, I try to catch mine if they come up. I, you know, I don't want to have them, but I want to. I want to acknowledge them uh, if they're there. But um, you know, f- for for them, I think they really do want to uh, learn and, and do better and see what they could do. But they are they feel stuck in some ways. They don't know how to change things. And I don't know that that you you don't have any answers. I don't have any. Answers. That's not true. I, I, no, fuck that. We got answers. No, there are answers. <laughs> Fuck all that, all this, 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 none of this matters. All the talking and uh, how we change things is by, you know, like, like, like we're talking about with, um, um, how we change things is through collective action, like actually, you know, giving people, you know, these, these people power or the people who are uh, the lowest rung of society, you know, you're only as strong. There are so many sayings that we all have agreed with in life that for whatever reason, when it, you know, now that we're older, like you're only as strong as your weakest link. There's nobody, that's like scientifically factual you know what i'm saying like that's not just a metaphor literally in a chain you're only the chain's only as strong as this weakest link in the chain right you know what i'm saying so when we look Mm -hmm. at society obviously as a country as a group as a collective like a link in the chain you were only going to be as strong as the weakest link if you know saying half the goddamn country you know saying or even what is it we're 13 percent whatever if there's a link in this chain that's you know incredibly weak of course the entire bedrocks will be it's just i don't know it's just it's just it's so obvious to me that it's just like no the answer is just you know saying is radical like you know what it really is is you know people have to be willing to be uncomfortable for a second you know what i mean like like white people have to be, you know, you only grow, only time you grow is from making mistakes. You don't grow from, you know what I'm saying, like doing the same shit and the same safe shit. That's not how, grow, that's not how you learn something new. That's not how, you know, it only comes from experimentation. And yeah, you, yeah, you got to say some shit that might be disrespectful and get pulled and you know, get checked for that shit. It's all good. We'll keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I mean by it's like, like white people are so pussy sometimes. I could play you like, but dead ass though. Like it's just like quit being a bitch about it. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. You might say some shit that's disrespectful, but it's all good. You know, my bad. That wasn't right. But let's keep moving. But genuinely though, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get try to figure out, you know, where you know I want to, I I want to, you know, saying like, you know, like there's so many white people that love the culture and like, you know. Like you can just tell white people that sincerely when they sincerely care. Like they, they, if you notice, there's certain transgressions that cry. it's kind. Of, yeah, they, but they they there's a it, there's something in them that wants to cross that divide. But they, they want to do it safely. They want to do it. As I keep telling you, it's about safety, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they want to. They want. They don't want to code switch necessarily. They want to be able to view it. Like I said, it's like a zoo. They want to view it from the outside, looking in from a safe distance. And all I'm saying is, we're not animals. Fuck that. Come on in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might say some shit that's disrespectful for a second. It's cool. Pull up, and we can keep moving. Black people. We only only reason black people truly cancel people. Like is if you're on some utter bullshit you know what i'm saying like you know yeah. if you're obviously on some bullshit then we're gonna cancel you but other than that you might get roasted for a second 
But we don't, you know, we not the, you know. So, so you've been in conversations and you've recognized when somebody you're talking to just doesn't get it. Yeah, you can. And then, it's about sincerity. And then do you do you try to be like, hold on, bro, let me, you know, let me let me help you here. Let me help you out here. Do you find yes yourself no. in some of those conversations? Yeah, it's not. It's sometimes pointless <laughs> white people. Well, white people, it's not, you know, nah, sometimes. I was going to ask you one time. Yeah. Remember one time I asked you, I said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how do you talk to stupid people? Like yeah. when you're talking to somebody and you know that, you know, you're a smart person. Yeah. You, you've got smart things to say, but some people you, you're going to talk to in this world are kind of dumb. They're just, they just don't have, you know, where they came from, their schooling, whatever. It blows my mind. It, 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 what scares me, I don't mean to cut you off, but what scares me is I know a guy, and I don't, don't want to put him on too much on Front Street, so I'm going to say his name, but I know a guy right now who's like incredibly smart, but for some reason is like backtracking on his intelligence. It's like, it's like he's going from, he's going from, um, you know, very, you know, science, you know, scientific methodly minded to now like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm putting my faith in God type stuff. And I'm just like, all right, all right, all right. I'm not trying to play you when I, but where did, what? You know what I mean? We yeah. were, we were, well, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? And I, it's just yeah. such a weird, it's just such a, you know, and, and why I say, I think he's getting, he's, just, he's getting dumber to me because it's like, you, you proof's in the pudding with the decisions you're making. Kind of, whatever. I don't want to put them all, you know, but it's so dumb. Yeah. I don't know. We weird. will we will have a future episode that uh, breaks down that talks about religion uh, yeah. in the black community that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so Ugh. Oh, that's a that's well, fertile ground there, man. Yeah, that's fertile ground. No, I'm looking forward to that. Um, listen, we are we're getting up on time, mm -hmm. uh, but it has been uh, it's been an enjoyable conversation as always. You want to wrap? It always, up? man. Um, yeah, man. Um. Everybody that came through, appreciate you, man. Well, make sure you check out the uh, the after party, um, which is going to be, um, like I said, you got you know, make sure you become a member to check out the after party. It's going to be lit. It always is, you know. Um, MartyandTheBro.com yep. is where you go to. There's a join the co-op page, and uh, we ask you to join at whatever value feels right for you. We try to work on the model of value for value. We feel like we give you some value with this conversation and hopefully you will, you will reach into your pocket with some value and support right. uh, what we're doing so we can keep doing it. Exactly. And, and if you, uh, if you can't do that, make sure you share, share this with friends, family, like it, man, you know, whatever platform you're on, whatever type of thing they have going with that, make sure you click all the things that you can, you know what I'm saying? And not miss another one. And, uh, yeah, man. Let's uh let's wrap this up. I don't know if you noticed, man. I uh I, I figured out a lighting situation where it's not a fucking sauna in here anymore when I'm recording. Oh, so I'm really yeah, happy you about that. Out how a fan works? Exactly. Pretty much. So I, there's a fan actually above me, and it's the only room in the house where the fan is like I. It, it basically is gonna fall out the ceiling if I turn it on for whatever reason. And of course, the what you know, this is the room where the fan is like. I mean, it's like ka, 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 ka. the fans like wobbling. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so, what did you figure out to cool you down? Um, another you fan. The lights back or something. Uh, oh, the, oh, the, oh, a second fan. Okay. A second fan, and this fan, I got one of those specific those fans that are you like gotta, you got you got a couple of women off camera like with these. Fans. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those fans. It's one of those fans <laughs> without right the right outside uh, the shot. <laughs> I went to Goodwill, found a fan without the. Uh, it's like the 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 the. Uh, fanless fan. I don't know how the fuck you. How oh, would you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. The uh, blade, bladeless fan. Bladeless fan. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I got one of those. So it's quiet because it's just not. Okay. It's not whipping the air. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah. I'm hype about that. All right. Well, great. Well, good to see you, and we'll pick it up again next time. We're gonna talk a little bit about a little bit more about our uh, childhoods and mm-hmm. how they, uh, how everybody's walking around uh, just a little bit traumatized in some mm. ways, and 100%. how that, you know, how that really leads to some bad consequences when we are trying to navigate the world and carrying around a bunch of a bunch of shit from, you know, from from our childhoods so but we've all got it uh we're going to talk about it lay it out a little bit and uh see where that can tie into racism too because it when you're walking around traumatized you walk around with a lot of fear and i think that's uh, a lot of the root of racism is based in fear oh yeah all right man appreciate it again take it easy brother okay much love much love to you too brother you have made it to the end of this episode of marty and the bro Visit martyandthebro.com to find out more about the show, its creators, and the co-op that supports this content. Special thanks to Alexandra White for artwork and to our sound engineer, Isaac Pena. Musical thanks to Boris Brecha, Travis Scott, and Pogo. Technical support for Martin and the Bro was provided by Sabi Hamid. And thanks as always to the legendary Todd Jagger who once said, Damn, there's some good-ass cheese.